Hey everyone, welcome to Serial Killers Cafe. I'm your host Stephanie here with my co-host Ariel. Hey guys. And we are super excited to bring you a new episode this week. Before we get started, let's chat about what we're drinking today. I'm drinking ginger ale because um, I'm nauseous all the time. Living your best life. Yeah. best life. So ginger ale is really all that will do it for me. I'm drinking water with lemon. I'm not very exciting today, but I did drink some seltzer with lemon water earlier. Um, Water's and, healthy. Yeah. I'm not usually healthy is what I meant. Oh, so uh-huh. I'm trying to drink more water. Got Sorry, it, I probably should have enunciated that. Um, so drinking water with lemon, delicious, love it. It's supposed to be really good for your um, digestive system. Oh, fun fact, guys. Yep. Like Hashtag think, stay hydrated. <laughs> I think you're supposed to drink it um, like in the morning. I mean, I'm sure it's fine all the time, but extra fine before in the you eat, right? Yes. A- and cold. They said like cold water with a lemon. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. So, anyways, people, drink your water. Yeah, we're probably gonna hone that in for the rest of our lives. So just get yeah. used to that. If you don't want to drink water. Don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's dive in. So we are talking about Richard Biggenwald, we believe is his name, aka the Thrill Killer, and we will be calling him Richard because we clearly cannot say his last no, name. I'm not trying to say that 47 times no, in the next half hour. Ten out of ten, don't recommend. No. So no. Okay, so Richard was born August 24th, 1940, in Rockland County, New York, which is about 25 miles outside of Manhattan. For those of you who do not know the New York area. I don't even know where Manhattan is. So. I was like, AKA Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> he killed from 1958 to 1982 and finally was arrested on January 22nd, 1983. His method of killing was shooting or stabbing. He also raped some of his victims and robbed most of them. So he is all over the map yeah, already. Right? right? He off doesn't the really bat. have like a super specific MO. He's kind of just like, whatever it takes, man. Stab you in the throat, shoot you in the head, whatevs. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. All right. So, like most of the serial killers we cover here on the cafe, Richard had a pretty tough upbringing. His father was an abusive alcoholic, and by the time Richard was eight, he had already spent some time in a mental hospital. So that's interesting. Whoa. Right? Oh, it gets way worse. At the age of nine, Richard underwent Ugh. electroshock therapy at Bellevue Hospital in New York. And after his therapy, he was then sent to the state training school for boys in Warwick, New York. I got super excited because I was like, Warwick! JK, it's not where we are. Uh, There's a Warwick, Rhode Island, just for y'all who don't know. Yes, (laughs) but it was in New York. Anyways, um, so it should be noted that while he was there, he was considered a bad influence on all of the other boys that he hung out with. I'm very shocked by that information. Right. (laughs) So he was known... um, to be stealing things and trying to convince the other boys to escape with him. So that's like a little... To me, that just says that he's not confident to like do anything on his own. Mm. Obviously, okay. he gets a little bit more confident. Um, another thing that he was known for doing is setting fires to houses, like his mom's house, but also to himself. Like, like set himself on, on fire? fire? Yes. Ooh. Um, so I'm pretty sure anyone who's listening to this podcast knows about the McDonald triad. So basically, it's also known as the triad of sociopath- sociopathy and the homicidal triad. Just a set of factors um, that through like studies has been suggested that if all three or any combination of two of them are presented in one person, uh, basically they're more likely to have uh, violent tendencies is specifically related to serial killers. 
So the reason I bring this up is because setting fires um, is has been a part of that research. So it's like killing animals and setting fires. So there's like a lot of things that were kind of just like, hey, your job's gonna be a serial killer. So I just wanted to bring that up. If you don't know what the McDonald Triad is, look it up. Yeah, there's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, clearly we know Richard struggled. Yeah. So he did struggle in school, didn't graduate from the eighth grade until he was 16 years old. Wow. Um, which most people are, what, sophomores in high school by then? Sophomores yeah, or juniors? Yeah, or juniors. Yep. Uh, at the time he was released from the training school for boys and sent to high school, he dropped out a few weeks later, which isn't shocking. I mean, clearly... You know, School was not his strong point. Right, exactly. I mean, and you think of when you get frustrated learning something, like, can you imagine being so right. far behind just to get through the eighth grade? Like, you're like, one week in high school, you're like, it's going to be a hard no. Yeah, like, right, I'll I don't think this is for thanks, me. Thanks. Um, so he dropped out a few weeks later. After he dropped out, he did travel to Tennessee where he stayed for a couple years. So he continued to steal and was actually arrested for driving a stolen car over state lines after his move to Tennessee. Classy. Super classy guy. Always recommend doing things over state lines. Definitely draws <laughs> some attention. You know what I'm saying? If you're bored, that's the way to do it. So after that offense, he was brought back to his mother in New York where he quickly stole another car, headed to New Jersey, so and he robbed obviously a convenience learned his store. Lesson. Like, Clearly, he does not have remorse for his actions. Nope, nope, nope. During the robbery, he shot and killed the clerk. <sighs> he fled the state after the murder, but was captured two days later in Salisbury, Maryland, after shooting a police officer there. He was extradited to New Jersey, where he was convicted of murder and given a life sentence. Clearly, guys, you know that we're about to tell you something great. I know. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Richard was released for good behavior after good 16 behavior. years I'm in 1974. Go out on a ledge and say that if you kill someone, it shouldn't fucking matter if you behave well in prison. Also, like, you shouldn't be able to overturn a yes, exactly. life sentence conviction. Like, say, say he had been arrested and jailed and then... for stealing the car. Okay. He didn't hurt anyone. Like, fine. Good behavior. Sure. And 16 years in prison, good amount of time. But, like... He shot and killed someone. And they're like, but you're super nice. And then shot a police officer. Right. And then shot a police officer. So that's like. <sighs> so the reason, obviously, this is so pivotal is because he goes on to kill. Right. So all of his killings could have been prevented had they not overturned his life sentence. Yeah. So. Yeah. After being released in 1974 for good behavior, <laughs> he tried to keep a low profile the irony of the sentence, mm -hmm. working odd jobs. However, he was suspected of raping a young girl in 1977. He was arrested in 1980 for that rape, but was released because the victim couldn't pick him out of a lineup. So now he's gone away twice. So this is mm -hmm. chance number two. Hope this guy's playing the lottery on the side because he's really yeah, clearly getting he's some got passes some in life. Also, like, how is that the only requirement for being able to charge somebody with rape? You have to remember, though, they probably didn't... I mean, I know evidence was a thing then, but, you know, think of the back like they still have now of, like, know, testing rape right. kits and stuff. And, like, maybe the girl didn't, you know, because, mind you, he didn't get arrested until three years later. So, like, did yeah. she just come forward that three right. years later and there was no evidence? Right, and right, right. I mean, not that I'm condoning what he did, but, yeah, you know what I mean? But, just, yeah, I get what you mean. So, of course, he got released uh, because she couldn't pick him out. Then he got married because, obviously, everyone wants to marry a rapist. Hey, who wants to marry someone who's been accused of rape? What is happening? Yeah. He and his wife moved to Ash 
As- Ashbury Park. I think it's Asbury. Oh, sorry, guys. New Jersey. It took a lot out of it. <laughs> it really did. It was very excessive. <laughs> um, he made friends with Darren Fitzgerald, who would play a role in several of his future murders. So remember that name, okay? Fitzgerald. Uh, so on January 4th, 1983, so this would be three years after being released on the rape charge, he shot and killed an 18-year-old girl uh, named Anna. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this last name. I'm sorry, guys. We'll put it online if you really need to know her last name. Uh, in New Jersey. The young woman was walking down the boardwalk in Asbury Park, and Richard lured her into his car and shot her in the head. Cash. Yeah. Like, like no, didn't baby. even say hi. He was yeah, just like, so I no, think I'm baby. good with you. Yeah. Um, the sad, I mean, not that it wasn't already sad, but the extra sad part is that her body was found by children playing in a park. Ooh. So that's nice. Uh, then, so later this same month, I think Richard maybe got a little bit cocky because he felt the need to show the wife of one of his friends, um, a body of a woman hidden in his garage that he had also killed. Not really sure, like, where his mind was. I don't, like, how did that conversation go? You guys We say this every time because we're like, I mean, Aaron and I talk about everything, but... Even but okay. like these are strangers. He it's not like like Aaron and I have known each other our entire lives. So to bring up something insane is not right. out of the ordinary for us because we talk about literally everything. But like this guy like met this other guy on the street and was like, "Want to see your dead body right. in my garage, bro?" And the Seriously. guy was like, "You know what? I think that's actually a super great idea." And like that, but that's literally me being at your house and your husband being like, "Oh my god, Ariel, have to show you something. Come into the garage." <laughs> And, and then it kills you. Because I <laughs> <laughs> literally, this would not end well in yeah. the slightest. So I guess, oh, I guess the only uh, good thing, like for lack of a better word, um, is that this woman was a little bit smarter than some of the other people that uh, we tend to read and write about. Um, so on January 22nd, 1983, she reported all of this information to the police. Praise so, me. yes, seriously. So, thankfully, uh, the police acted immediately. Uh, they surrounded Richard's home, and also inside the house was Fitzgerald. Of course. So he was visiting. He was visiting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> having just, some afternoon tea. Just, yeah, with his serial killer friend. No biggie. Um. So just remember, guys. We said he'd play a big part in all of this. So, both men were arrested. And during the search of the home, police found all kinds of goodies. Oh, yeah. Including, but not limited to, a venomous snake. Cash. And I looked up this snake. This thing is scary AF. First of all, wouldn't you ever be afraid that when you feed it, it's just going to eat you or bite you and you're going to die? Like, I know. Uh, like, I, I feel like it's very ballsy to have something that can kill you in your own house. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, along with this venomous snake, uh, he also had pipe bombs. Um, the date rape drug, and several guns, including a machine gun. Oh, so he, why not? He's prepped up. Yeah, he's clearly ready. Oh, and also, they had um, like blueprints for area businesses. So I don't know if they were planning on like heisting. Is that a <gasps> word? Ariel, remember one of our favorite movies of all time, Law Abiding Citizen, where he yes. used the blueprints <gasps> to make tunnels so he could go to and fro? Maybe that's what this guy was trying to do. Maybe. If you guys have not watched Law Abiding Citizen, it's badass. Ariel, watch I love it, it immediately. <laughs> it's literally 10 out of 10. Favorite Recommend. Movie. Let us know what yes. you think. We love everything yes. about it. 
so all right so both men are arrested the house is searched so during the questioning by police basically fitzgerald saying like a canary he's like sit down boys let me tell you all do you have about... a pen and paper and a recording machine <laughs> yes i will tell you all the things you'd like to know great thanks let me bye. tell you all about my friend richard shall we which like again they were not friends for that long before this no. moment so it was very, it's very odd when like serial killers just choose to trust like a random stranger because most people are pretty normal and they're not going to be I'm cool with right. someone who's a serial killer. But the thing is though, until they got caught, this guy was. Oh yeah, that's true. Like this is the crazy thing to me is that. Imagine if he, he like didn't knew. sing like a bird and was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I was oh. literally just getting some tea. Right? Yeah, <laughs> what? I was just visiting my friend. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, no, no, no. So not only did he tell him all about like uh, bodies in the garage, but he told of a third young woman that Richard had showed him. And then he also told a lovely story about how himself, Fitzgerald, uh, helped Richard transport the body um, to Richard's mother's house in Staten Island and bury it in the basement. Okay, so this guy has bodies, like, everywhere, right? Yeah, he's not, like, no. committing to one place. He is, no. he is all over the place. So, the... <laughs> The, one of the best parts is, okay, so Fitzgerald helps him move a body to Richard's mom's house, right? So he's going in the basement, and apparently Richard was like, hey, man, can you, like, dig up the dirt floor in the basement so we can bury this body? And Fitzgerald's like, oh, my God, toads. Like, I, there's nothing else I'd rather do. And while he's doing that, he finds another body that this guy had buried. Wow. Just like a decomposing body. <laughs> no big deal. Like, oh my whatever. gosh. That's insane. It's crazy to me. Um, so. And then he like doesn't even forewarn him. He's like, he'll be fine. Yeah. I know, right? Like, no loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not that I would support you being a serial killer, but, like, I feel like I would have a you little would. bit. A lot of <laughs> Like. <laughs> I feel like I'd have a little bit more loyalty, like, as a friend. I don't know. I mean, you're confiding in this person as you're literally breaking the law every second of the day. So, uh, yeah, the least true. you could do is be a little loyal. So then, okay, so now there's two bodies that were buried in Richard's mom's basement, right? Mm -hmm. Then, Fitzgerald goes on to lead police to three other bodies. So, at this point, we're up to eight victims total. Then, police locate a ninth victim. This guy, I mean, I guess not that it makes it okay, but he was a prison escapee. It says that Richard had um, befriended. Police then located a ninth victim so that he was a prison escapee that Richard had befriended and then shot in the head. So, so that's cash. super fun. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why? Oh, There's so many bodies. <laughs> So many, so many people to keep up with. And and he's not consistent, which I think is what's worse. He just continually like right. like sometimes I'm gonna shoot you, sometimes I'm not. And it's men, like, um, women, yeah, like, like there's, there's no he's not like honed in on a specific thing. It does kind of seem like his victims are more like crimes of opportunity though. You know what I mean? Um, like yep. he befriends this guy, shoots him, and then he sees the girl walking down the street and somehow and, and like guys, when you see his picture, he's not charming looking at all. <laughs> like I would not look at him and be like, oh my god, he looks super trustworthy. Right. Like Ted Bundy was trustworthy right. looking. He was charming. That was right. a big part of who he was as a person. Right. This guy, hundred percent no. no. And people are like, 
Uh, are you saying there's a problem? I'm just very confused. He's like, one of those people you'd be like, it would not surprise me if you had bodies in your basement. Yeah. Guess what? He did. He well, his mom's basement. But And also, how did that play out? Yeah, like, was the mom away or... Right. I'm just trying to picture. I'm like, was she very elderly? Did you just show up with like a trash bag? Like, hey, mom, it's just storing some stuff in your basement. I just want to know. I wish she yeah, was like, more is there blood dripping out of the trash bag? <laughs> like, I just. I and need... does she never go in the basement? Because I tell you, unless you are legit burying this six feet underground, it's gonna smell. Yeah. Like oh, decomposing body, there's well, no way. Well, and it's like, way. okay, so did he, and like clearly he did not put cement in it if he was like, went no, back and was like, hey, just dig it up because you'd need right. like way more than a shovel to get through some and concrete. he didn't even tell Fitzgerald. He was just like, nah, man, I'll, just wait, there's a surprise down there for oh you. Oh my God. And uh, bam, Crazy. it was another freaking body. So that brings our total to nine. Yeah, nine. So... At this point, though, so police don't have enough evidence to charge him for all nine victims. But they do end up charging him with five counts of first-degree murder. Which, again, super common. Most serial killers have numerous victims, and they get charged for, like, two to five. Right. Like, it's but a very small what? percentage of victims. But five out of nine is actually pretty, very good. Compared to the it's other people. more than people, half. Because think about it, the last few killers that we've done got <clears throat> charged for like me. two, and one of them was like kidnapping, and yes. he like murdered 50 people. <clears throat> right, they have upwards of like 60, 70, 80 victims. There's so many bodies on and there. They're yeah. like, no, we got them for like two. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's more than 50%. Yeah. That's in the In the grand okay. scheme of how these right. sentences go, that's actually pretty good. Right. Uh, so, um, Basically, Fitzgerald, like we said, just saying like a canary. He turned over all of the evidence he possibly had. And uh, his testimony was actually one of, like, was super crucial. It was one of the deciding factors in convicting Richard Baganwald. I'm not saying it again, guys. That was it. You got it. That was me a month from Ariel. That's all you're getting. (laughs) It was just awful. Can you imagine, like, sitting up there in trial and the guy you thought was, like, your best friend, your circular buddy, being like, so actually, it's that dude. He did it all. I literally just buried a body. Mm -hmm. And he probably got, like, immunity. Uh, You know what? I'll tell you what he got. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because that was actually, I was actually able to find that information. So Fitzgerald was only charged with one count of possession of a weapon. And one count of accessory to murder after the fact, a.k.a. burying a body. Mm, got it. So he was um, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison, uh, and he actually got released in 1994. For some reason, 1994 seems like it was not that long ago. I know it kind of was, but it was just like, you know, like... We want to believe it wasn't that long ago, because it well, makes sense. We were in, like, kindergarten or first grade when that happened, and this crazy guy was really... I always just wonder... Okay, so your friends with a serial killer, and you go to prison for being an accomplice, essentially. Right. And you leave prison, and then what? Like, how do you, do you tell people? Do you date? Do, how do you get a job? Like, how does your life continue after that? And then, okay, so And then, know, like, you're, a, you're clearly a narc. I mean, I know you're not a serial killer, but, like, but you true. still did it. So okay, like, but so you know when you're filling out a job application? Yes. And it'll ask you, like, have you ever been convicted of any crimes? Like, if so, explain them. Can you imagine being like, so here's the thing. I was in jail for, I was in prison for 10 years on felony charges, but like, let me totally explain. 
I guys, I I gave him up. So okay. it's, I'm not actually the bad guy. I actually got him arrested. So it just it was happened. One body. It was one body. And I just had to bury it in the basement. And like I told them where all the other ones were. Right. So like ten out of ten, I did a great job right. here. Basically, I'm a saint. So <laughs> well, and then it's like if you okay. So obviously, you want to think if these people have. A support system they would live their lives people end up not working like you I know, know if they right, get out. how do you but what if you don't have a support system yes, you and you need no a one. job is oh and then maybe that's oh, are there homeless serial killers on the street <gasps> oh my god now i have a whole new thing to be scared of <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> way to go Steph. well that's my goal here. way to go oh my god right because i'm just thinking like okay a lot of people you say like oh well you know and you watch tv shows and obviously tv shows don't depict reality nearly sure. as much as people think but a lot of these people go into the family slash support system that they have yeah because they have, can't get, get a job and they, well you have to have like a, a valid address so you need to make sure that you are at a place where like you can be checked up on so a lot of people do use homes if not they use like Halfway houses and stuff oh, like okay. that, I but I don't think you like, can live. I don't know if you can live in those forever. I feel like no, at some point you're phased that's out, right? The whole point, right? Like, it's so it's like re-entering you into society. Yeah. So, I but then what, what if you happens. just don't? Because a lot of those people only last like a month there, and then they don't get a job, and then right. they get pissed, and then they go, and they either get back in jail or they disappear. Right, right, right. So maybe they're homeless. Interesting. Interesting. We should do some more research on what happens when you leave prison. We definitely should. Yeah, we'll do that and let you guys know. We're also gonna look up homeless serial killers and see if uh, yeah. anything comes up. Errol <laughs> literally his eyes lit up so hard <laughs> slash in fear when I said it. So definitely want to talk to her about that. All right, you want to talk about his uh, sentencing? Totally. Okay. So a Monmouth County jury found Richard guilty on all five counts of first degree murder. He was actually sentenced to death by lethal injection, which would later be overturned. Of course by a court which again did this guy play the lottery he is really i know he is right. really lucking out yeah until his death he was actually serving four life sentences without the possibility of parole at new jersey state prince pr bleh, prison he died at saint francis medical center in trenton new jersey and an autopsy revealed that he died of respiratory and kidney failure i kind of like to think that like he suffered a little bit yeah. And that makes me feel Especially because they didn't know that's what he was dying from. Yeah. So he clearly wasn't being treated and then right. went to die from it. Right. So I feel like that makes me feel a smidge better. Yeah, a little as better. Well. I can get with that. Yeah, I can get with that. Okay, so now um, I want to go over his nickname, The Thrill Killer. So during the trials and prosecution, Richard basically was just saying that his motive was that he wanted to see someone die. That well, was, who doesn't? That, that was obviously the end result here. So he was known as the thrill killer because, like you said, he really went just for opportunity and the thrill of killing someone in the right. moment. Like he there was no a doctor or something. Yeah, like oh sorry, Nick, their right, heart. Like you have to stab people Money. and shoot them. But oh, yeah. we do have doctor serial killers, which we will eventually get to, uh, guys. Yeah. Those are fine. The nurses, those are always fine. Oh yeah. Um, but so basically, they were saying that in the trial, he just—that's all he cared about was just picturing. You know, he wanted it to be, you know, not planned. Right. So obviously, right. so I guess that was his mo was the fact that it wasn't planned. While some serial killers are like so anal and like specific about how they do things, and they stalk their victims and they put a lot of thought, he's just like, "How about you?" Or at least have some sort of type or yeah. something along the right. lines that narrows down their demographic of who they want right. to kill. And Richard was literally like, and I kind of feel like he just made the um, decision 
willy-nilly. Because think about it. He, yeah, like, remember the girl who got in his car? He literally just was like, hey, what's up? Bam. Right. Like that. Like that was, And he was like, okay, so I'm done Fitzgerald. Now. Why didn't he kill him? But then he killed the other guy he befriended. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? So it's like... I almost wonder if the shot in the heads were like, I need to kill you quick because you're, like, yelling and trying to right. get away. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas, like, the stabbings and the people in the freezer and stuff, maybe he had more time. Maybe. Haha, it's all coming to me now. I'm so smart. Obviously. Um, obviously. Maybe, or so we were talking about how, how did it start with Fitzgerald? And he was like, oh my God, dude, you just want to see some dead bodies? Maybe that's how he started. And when they freaked out, he was like, obviously, you're not going to be cool with this. I should probably kill you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Guys, I wish you saw Ariel's facial expressions as she said that exact <laughs> sentence to me because, man, it was amazing. But maybe that's actually a really good point. And I do want to point out because we did say that his lethal injection. Um, you're got a hard time with that word. Huh? I know. I don't know why. <laughs> don't know why. Um, lethal injection. injection. Sorry, guys. Um, I just wanted to point out that his case became a flashpoint for controversy over the death penalty, and his case actually made it to the state supreme court, oh. which is why it ended up being overturned. So it wasn't like someone was like, "I just think that we don't do it." It was right. like a huge controversy that people continually talked about over and over, and then were like. Okay, so I definitely don't think we should do this. Right, right, right. So, and thankfully, he did pass away. And just so you guys know, he also pleaded to two more murders. Like, once he was in for life, he was like, by the way. Yeah, I might as well just. I also did those guys. So, which is funny because some serial killers are so adamant being like, it definitely wasn't me. Like, bro, you know it was you. But you would think they want to brag about who they're killing. And some of them do. Yeah. What's that documentary that's on Netflix right now? Confessions of... A Killer? No, no, that's I am a killer. I'm thinking. Yeah, no, it's confessions of something. Also, I'll make sure this is on our Facebook page because it's so good. And it's basically he was actually a serial killer, um, but <clears throat> he just confesses to like hundreds of the killings. confession killer. Yes, perfect. Um, right, his so they, name it's based on Henry Lee Lucas. Guys, mm-hmm. he rose to infamy when he confessed to hundreds of unsolved murder. Oh my gosh, I have not watched this yet. Oh my I gosh, be so going good. home and watching yes. this. Like, don't even think I can be a parent tonight. I'm already invested in yeah. something. His uh, his teeth are very distracting. I have a thing with teeth. Um, so if you also have a thing with teeth, just be prepared because it's real hard to watch when he talks. So there's actually two seasons, guys, just so you know, and there's 11 episodes. So we'll actually have to, yeah, I mean, I have to watch it. it. Yes. But we will definitely put it in one of our episodes because yeah, I think that we'll would be super interesting. Um, and I know we say that we do, obviously we talk about serial killers every week, but um, we're always willing, we're always open for more so if you want to say like hey well i did see this documentary about a guy who murdered a bunch of people serial killer whatever we're happy to check out the documentary or like a movie because we do that a lot of times anyway yeah so please feel free to send it our way also please don't forget like us on facebook instagram twitter instagram i think we get our most followers facebook we're exactly the same at serial killers cafe or yeah, at Serial Killers Cafe. Mm-hmm. Same logo as the podcast and everything, so we're super easy to find. And we do automatically post there. So every day when our episode posts, we, we make sure to post a picture of the guy yes. or female that we're talking about right. and letting you know that our episode is out. Please rate us. And rate us. 
five stars on V would be nice. <laughs> we um, know we're amazing. Obviously. So that would but be for real though, but, yeah. if you have like a complaint or a concern Email or something, SerialKillersCafe at gmail.com. We only want to get better guys and we need your help to do that because obviously we think we're fantastic. We want to help other people. We think need the other same. people. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're definitely really excited for 2020. Um, we've got a lot of really good serial killers coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're super excited to share them with you. Yeah. And that is all we have. So happy Wednesday, SKC friends. Yes, everyone have a good night. And hashtag stay hydrated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>